Out of the vast range of emotions that we'll ever feel, I feel like guilt is one that is indistinguishable from the rest. The deep shame and the paranoia along with the tinges of frustration and panic that are all packaged within the confines of one singular emotion such as guilt, I feel like that sometimes can be enough to tear a person apart. On today's episode, I reviewed a film about a man riddled with guilt and anxiety as he embarks on a journey to attend the funeral of his mother. I'm your host, Christian Ong, and that's my cue. Welcome back, cuties, to another episode of That's My Cue, your one-stop podcast to get the latest reviews in all things TV shows, movies, albums, and games. As you know, I'm your host, Christian Ong, your, you know, uh, solidarity boy, because we're still right in the thick of the, uh, I, I think, the tail end of the uh, SAG strike. As you might have uh, heard in recent news, the WJA uh, has uh, finally compromised and uh, came to some uh, really promising terms with uh, the major studios in Hollywood. And so our writers are going to be getting back to work. And so, yeah, uh, you know, I, I feel like I kind of called it last week as well. So I, I, I'm hoping that SAG also uh, comes out with, uh, you know, some good news for actors to start returning back because you know that's the the whole crux of what makes our uh entertainment worth watching right you know we we enjoy high quality writing and high quality acting and i think that it's just fair to stand by those in the industry that uh you know uh continue to uh entertain us in the comfort of our own homes so yeah you know I, I might not be an actor or a writer myself, but I definitely can enjoy and appreciate uh, the uh, quality of work that they put out, that it's only fair to stand in solidarity with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just kind of going on a tangent, but you know what? I do give props to studios that are able to compromise and uh, come to an agreement with uh, writers without any major resistance, and that is none other than with A24 Last week, I talked about uh, their horror film, Talk to Me, and today I'm going to be talking about a film that has been kind of at the top of my uh, anticipation list when it comes to, you know, uh, recent movies that have uh, uh, come out over the past year. And today we're going to be talking none other than Ari Oster's Bo is Afraid. Released on April 14th, 2023 and directed by Ari Oster, this movie stars Joaquin Phoenix, Patti Lapone, Amy Ryan, and Nathan Lane. Bo Wasserman is a man, riddled with crippling anxiety, and yet upon receiving news that his mother had suddenly passed away, Bo takes it upon himself to travel to her funeral. Yet as one mishap after the other begins to unfold, Bo must confront a part of his past before he can confront the present situation at hand. With an A24's growing catalog of films and its knack of showcasing blooming talent in the industry with uh, plenty of promise, none of that fits the bill more so than director Ari Oster. 
Ari Oster horrified audiences with his films such as Hereditary and Midsummer, both of which were considered landmark films in his career, highlighting the hallmarks of a truly uh, distinctive voice when it comes to provocative and compelling horror storytelling. His unconventional means to draw out dread and unsettling tension is unparalleled along with his contemporaries, especially with his deep grasp on well-written characters that will linger with audience members long after his previous films have concluded. Naturally, fans clamored at the idea of his next film to enter within his filmography, which would only be satiated at the release of his latest entry with this year's Bo is Afraid. Marketed as a comedy of sorts, Bo is Afraid is indeed somewhat more removed from the horror genre in the traditional sense, but it also skews in an odd direction that it's kind of hard to pin down as an outright comedy per se. Instead, Bo is, by and large, far more surreal than any of Oster's uh, big screen entries to date, settled with a premise that just becomes increasingly more detached from reality as the titular character, played by Joaquin Phoenix, is thrust upon an almost, I would say, anti-hero's journey. Phoenix, similar to his role uh, as the Joker, is ever captivating on screen as a hapless man, who is often straddled with the worst of circumstances, often committing to a performance that excellently exudes a desperate hopelessness in Bo's demeanor. Oster's script explores themes of guilt and anxiety, often to heightened degrees, though his direction feels far more indulgent than what came before, along with an an almost punishing runtime of three hours from start to finish. As such, his writing hinges on the bleak and the dramatic irony that also coincides with it, occasionally drawing subtle moments of humor even with within the tapestry of some scenes that also employ Oster's unique take on horror. Still, his unconventional, uh, his unconventional vision has some slight glimpses of intriguing concepts, though I found myself frequently bored or frustrated at how the plot seemed to be at odds with itself, especially in the way that it handles its third act. Everything preceding it had great instances of fantastic set designs and prop work, but the way that it's all compiled together just felt a little empty and dry in its delivery. Ultimately, Bo's Afraid is definitely a more divisive entry in Oster's roster of films, as some may find some genuine moments of brilliance in the way that Ari Oster tackles mental health, especially in, in the way that it, it feels more tangible uh, in, in the way that it's manifested. But others like myself may walk away altogether baffled about what had transpired on screen and left with a film that also overextends itself by bashing the audience over the head with some not-so-subtle means of handling its themes. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to give this film a 5 out of 10. And right now, you can rent and purchase the film uh, as it currently is not streaming at the time of writing this review, but I'm sure it'll find its home somewhere on some streaming service. But uh, definitely check it out if you are, uh, you know, e even despite the score, if you're a fan of Ari Aster, I feel like it's kind of an interesting entry in his filmography to still kind of consume. But I mean, I ultimately did not just vibe with this movie and I was kind of disappointed with uh that expectation just being a little crushed but that's okay I, I you know sometimes you go into these movies open-minded and you know uh you come out changed in a way that you didn't expect 
So, but yeah, that that is my uh, review for Bo's Afraid. Let me know what you definitely think. Let's go ahead and dive into some things this week that I'm currently into. This week, I'm going to be checking out the new Baldur's Gate 3 video game, which everyone has been talking about, you know, from pretty much any review uh, source that I've Uh, you know, been consuming myself, where, you know, people really love Baldur's Gate purely for uh, its uh, near-perfect adaptation of adapting the uh, gameplay from, you know, actual Dungeons & Dragons, uh, you know, uh, mechanics. So I'm kind of interested because, like, I myself have, you know, as as nerdy as it's going to sound, I've grown more and more... uh, intrigued at the idea of playing Dungeons and Dragons like I, I've always uh, felt like it was a, a compelling game to maybe just play with some friends and kind of immerse ourselves into just kind of a collaborative um, uh, adventure right that where anything can go and I like the idea of also DMing even though I feel like if I was to just jump into it I should probably start off as a player rather than just full-on DMing a game, but at the same time, you know, every, like as you get older, who ha- who even has the time for that anymore? Like I, as much as I would like to do that, I know myself that I don't even have time uh, to play an actual D and D game. So I think that Baldur's Gate three would be a great alternative to that, and maybe like a nice introduction in understanding how uh, fifth edition D and D actually works. So you know, uh, I'll, I'll definitely let you know more about it. As uh, the weeks progress, once I finally, hopefully, maybe finish that game. But next up on my list, we have Tanache's newest album, BB Slash Angel, or I think maybe like Baby Angel. I-, I don't know. There's like a slash there, so it's kind of hard to actually like maybe pinpoint what what uh, Tanache's like uh, angle is. Or oh, is it angle? Baby angle. I don't know. Who cares? But I mean, I myself have been kind of a low-key Tanache fan. I, I I really liked a lot of, of her um, more uh, independent albums as she separated from her uh, previous label, and and I think it really freed up her sound a lot to deliver some really interesting, you know, R&B tracks that I think is uh, unlike anyone else within her uh, contemporary. Uh, you know, uh, league, I, I suppose, but, uh, yeah, Baby Angel is a very short album, I think it's, like, maybe not even, like, longer than 20 minutes to listen to, and sometimes I, I feel like whenever I'm reviewing albums in general, I always consider how long the album is, sometimes, uh, with a Drake album, for example, it can be, like, over an hour long, maybe damn near two hours, and so I feel like those are points against it because if you're overstuffing the album, then it just feels a little cluttered, a little unfocused. But if it's a little too short, it can be like you know a little, uh, like a lot, a lot can be left uh, to desire. So I, I suppose so. I think that Baby Angel, however is kind of the exception to that rule where it is a very short album, but I think it is a very uh, well-curated album. And um, I I don't know if I should dedicate a full-on episode to it, so I think it is uh, perfect for like a a currently segment 
where I can recommend it to you to definitely check out if you're looking for some new albums to put on your rotation. And finally, up on my list, we have another song uh, to check out, and it is Jungle's Back on 74. Jungle is kind of a new group that I never really heard of before. They're like a, a, uh, I would say, dance and electronic group that is uh, based out in uh, England. But Back on 74 is uh, one of their latest tracks that I just kind of discovered through TikTok. And it is pretty much a vibe. I, I really enjoy like the old school um, throwback to uh, Back on 74. I, I, I think that the music video is also fantastic and a, a killer way to uh, demonstrate this very like um, beautiful homage to that era of music as well as uh, the choreography for it as well. It's it's fantastic to to enjoy uh, as a as a music lover as myself. But I think that Back on 74 is going to be definitely within my playlists and yeah, can't wait to groove on it uh, through the rest of the week. But y'all, that's this week's episode. If you want to, th- uh, to share your thoughts on anything I talked about, whether if it's Bo's Afraid, Tanache, or Baldur's Gate 3, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at That's My Q Podcast or on threads at That's My Q Podcast as well. Um, I don't really update either as much as I really should, but I, I think hopefully, uh, you know, Kate can help out in uh, maybe managing that as well. But you can also reach the show at uh, Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at Q Podcast. You can also email the show at that's my Q Podcast at gmail.com, all of which are great places where you can send suggestions on what I should review next. Maybe even leave a nice rating review for the show on Apple Podcasts and, and a nice five-star rating on, on Spotify. All of this helps boost attention for the show, as you know by now if you've been a long-time listener, and you know maybe sharing the episode with a friend would help along the way as well. Um, yeah, no, no other additional caveats. I think that should be enough. But you know, if you feel in your heart of hearts that you want to really just like share with someone, I ain't stopping you. I, I think, you know, it's very important that you have like some deep heart to heart conversations with your friends about the things that you enjoy in life because, you know, your time is so futile here uh, on earth. And I think that, you, you know, if you have some like a quick second to plug the show, that'd be great. You know, like have have this deep existential conversation, but also then throw in a little bit of, yay, maybe you should also listen to one of my favorite podcasts. That's my cue. All that would definitely help boost the show um and anyways i want to thank j1k for the use of their music captured soul from the school days b tape which you can find on j1kmusic.bandcamp.com next week's episode i'm going to be talking about an album from an artist that i've been jo- enjoying for the past few years but this album can be a little divisive so i definitely want to hear your thoughts as we talk all about doja's uh doja Katz's newest album scarlet as always, I got to leave you off with a quote, and this one is going to be kind of a chunky quote because when I looked it up online, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this scene. Um, I'm not going to do the whole monologue, but I'll do an excerpt from it, um, and I'll try to do my best to kind of encapsulate this very storytelling nature of it. And I feel like if you're going to listen to this quote too, it's not going to really tell you anything about what's actually happening in Bo's Afraid. It's just kind of a very weird scene. Um, that I feel like also encapsulates uh, the themes uh, perfectly. So, Your adventures will continue for years and years. 
You will learn to distinguish birds by their call, and you will know every tree and plant by its name. Abandoning all comforts, you will condition your mind to new ways of seeing. You will experience great highs and profound lows, and you will look for your family until your life shrinks and fades into the dream of a ghost. You will come to wonder if they ever existed. Finally, when you are old and frail, you will collapse in exhaustion. Once again, I've been your host, Christian Ong, and... That's my cue.